God said it. You just have to believe it. And that's it. Dr. Anthony L. Trice, dedicated to sound teaching, strong training, leadership, and development. Prayers are being answered and testimonies all around the world. Helping change one life at a time. Find out how to be a partner with Anthony Trice Ministerial Network. And thank you for tuning in for today's message. You just have to believe it. And that settles it. That's what we're going to deal with on today. God said it. You just have to believe it. Let's get into the word with Dr. Anthony L. Trice. God is not a man. God is not a man. And thank God for that. Read that he should lie. That he should lie. Uh huh. Neither the son of man that he should repent. How many know God don't have to repent? And one of the main reasons why God don't have to repent because He never do anything wrong. Read. Hath he said? Has he said? And shall he not do it? Uh huh. Or hath he spoken? And shall he not make it good? Look to the person next to say neighbor. Shout it out. Say, God said, God said you, have to believe it, you have to believe it, and that settles it. Yes. One more time. Say, God said it. God said it. You just have to believe it, and that settles it. Yes. That's what we're going to deal with on today. God said it. You just have to believe it, and that settles it. Say, God said it. I just have to believe it. I just have to believe and it. And that settles it. In other words, ain't nothing else to be said. Amen. Ain't nothing else to be done. You know why? Somebody say why. Because it's done. Yeah. Whenever God speaks something, it's already done. Y'all ain't getting it. Whenever God speaks something to you, the reason why he's speaking it to you is because it's already done. Y'all don't sound too excited. In, in other words, this fight is fixed, but you still got to get in the ring. I said, this fight is fixed, but you still have to get in the rings and put your gloves on and go 12 rounds. That's the part we don't like. <laughs> Notice what he said, God is not a man. In other words, God is not like us. God is not flesh and blood. God don't do stuff like you do stuff. God don't think like you think. That he should lie. How many know God can't lie? It's impossible for God to tell a lie. Now we lie. Y'all talk. What do you mean? You say stuff that you don't do. But God is not like that. When God make you a promise, he's going to bring it to pass. You say you're going to do stuff and you never do it. Neither is he the son of man, he shall repent. Has he said, and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken, and shall he not make it good? God's word is guaranteed to happen. It's guaranteed to happen. The Bible says that God's word is sure. You know what that word sure means? Guaranteed. Ain't too many things you can guarantee. But God said, I guarantee you, if you believe my word, it shall come to pass. Now, we need to deal with believing because the Bible says the devil believe. What that mean? 
He believes something that he can't act upon. If you're saying that you believe God and there's no corresponding action, guess what? You don't believe. The devil believed, but he's still going to hell. How is that? Because he can't get saved. So you can't just say you believe something and don't act upon it. You really don't believe it. Somebody say amen. Let's go to the next scripture. Psalms 89 verse 34. God said it. You just have to believe it and that settles it. Come on, Psalms 89, verse 34, read. My covenant will I not break. Look, look what David said. My covenant will I not break. And this word covenant means promise. God makes us a promise through his word. And the Bible calls it a covenant, an agreement. In other words, God said, I'm making an agreement with you in my word. Read. Nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. God said when I speak something, it can't be changed. It can't be altered. You cannot undo what I promised. You, whatever my words say, that's how it is. And have you noticed that the natural laws are being changed by politicians and governors? You can't change the word of God. Nobody, just because you don't believe it, just because you don't receive it, don't mean it ain't true. And that's how a lot of people get to see, I don't believe that. Okay, that ain't God ain't word because you don't believe something. <laughs> Read that again. My covenant, my will, covenant will I not break. God said, I'm not going to break my promise to you. Nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. Neither will I change what has been released out of my mouth. God said, can't nobody change my word. The Bible says something interesting. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall stand or endure forever. Now, that's amazing. Look at this. This earth going to pass away. Heaven going to pass away. But God said my word going to remain forever. So, you know, that lets me know that I can take God at his word. A lot of folks don't understand how God works. When God speaks something, it's already done. So what he does, God declares the end before the beginning. So if God has spoken something to you, it's because it's already done. But it's just a matter of time for it to what? Manifest. And that's the problem that we have. We have a problem waiting on God. And I'm going to show you a little later how you mess up your life when you get in the flesh and do stuff on your own. You ought to know it by now. Just look at your life. Look at the stuff you didn't did outside the will of God. It's tore up your life. And you know what's amazing to me? Some folks still don't learn. If I keep bumping my head and bumping my toe, I'm going to do something a little different. <laughs> Read that one more time. My covenant will I not break. My promise will I not break. Nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. Neither would I change the things that I have released out of my mouth. So when God speaks something to you, it has to come to pass. It, say neighbor. neighbor. 
it has, it has to come to pass. Let's go to our next scripture. 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 56. 1 Kings, I'm just going to talk to you this morning. We didn't shout it already, right? First Kings, chapter 8, verse 56. You got it? Amen. Read. Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the Lord. And this word blessed means glorified. How many know God like to be glorified? Amen. Read. That have given rest unto his people you, Israel. If you're a child of God, you ought to have rest in your life. You ought to have peace in your life. This word rest means mental or spiritual calm. Most Christians always worked up. You never, I mean, it's just amazing. I'm telling you, now, I know it ain't everybody, and there's some Christians that really burn fruit, but most Christians you see, they disturbed. Now, what did the Bible just say? I've given rest to my people, so if God has given you rest, why are you not resting? You know why you're not resting? Because you're not trusting. When you start trusting God, it brings you to a state of rest. You know, this is what you really have to do. Get to the point where I don't even care. I'm not finna sit up and worry about something that I have no control over. I say, I'm not, you just have to let go. And you have to let God. Because you would drive yourself crazy trying to figure out how something going to work out? I was sharing with the ministers in the back that to, the key to moving forward is when trouble comes, you have to make some type of adjustment. When you don't make an adjustment, you get stuck. So if you are stuck right now, it's because you haven't made an adjustment. And, and a lot of times you refuse to make one. It ain't that you don't know what you need to do. You just don't want to do it. Uh -huh. So since you won't do it, you're going to be stuck until you make an adjustment. And sometimes it'd be six months you stuck because you won't make an adjustment. We should have all these unresolved issues in our lives. You know, one of the reasons why we have all these unresolved issues as Christians is because we won't make some type of adjustment that needs to be adjusting and it could be as simple as humbling yourself or saying you 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 sorry <laughs> how you a christian you say you're a christian right and you just can't take down sometimes you got to be right y'all don't want me to deal with this i don't want to get ahead of myself one of the reasons why we got all these marital problems he said we got a lot of pride. Didn't Moses say, I allowed them to write, uh, written, uh, get a divorce because the hardness of their heart? They stubborn. Ain't nobody going to take that. Everybody going to stand toe to toe. And the devil feeding on that too. I, I'm going to come back to that. I, I'll deal with that in a minute. I'll come back to that. Because I'm, I'm going to show you something. Most of us, when we have issues, when trouble come in our life, we make decisions off of emotions and not the truth. All y'all emotional folks, just, oh, just emotion. Just, just, just having a fit, about to pull your hair out. When you get through doing that, they're probably going to still be there. I'm going to show you something. Read. 
according to all that he promised according to all that he promised uh-huh there hath not failed one word of all his good promise listen the failure is not in the word the failure is in us because we fail to do the word and i could be honest with you it ain't always easy to do what's right but that's not an excuse not to do it am i making sense ain't no excuse not to do it read which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. Which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. God's word is sure. God is faithful. When God say he's going to do something for you, guess what? He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Now, when he's going to do it, I don't know. How he's going to do it, I don't know. But one thing I do know, that he's going to do it. He's going to do it. Romans chapter 4. I, I won't be before you real long today. Romans chapter 4, verse 4, verse 17, I'm sorry. Say, God said it. I just have to believe it. And that settles it. And if you're waiting to see something before you can believe it, you would never believe it. You know why? Somebody say, why? You ain't going to never see it <laughs> until it manifests. Come on. Romans chapter 4, verse 17, read. As it is written, uh -huh. I have made thee a father of many nations. Look what God said. I have made thee. This word made means past tense. God is speaking to Abraham. I have made thee a father of many nations. Now, keep in mind, Abraham didn't even have a child at this time. He didn't have a child. Read. Before him, whom he believed... Even God. Even God. Look how God work. Read. Who quickeneth the dead. It's, if something is dead in your life, God has the power to cause it to come alive. Right. If it's your finances, your marriage, your child that's on drugs, your business, God can quicken your business. God can quicken your finances. God can quicken your marriage. The Bible says, he calleth things that be not as though they were, who quickeneth the dead. So if something is dead in your life, God can quicken it. He can cause it to come alive again. That's what type of power God got. If something's not working, he can cause it to work. If something is broke, God can fix it. But this is what happens. We give up before we allow God to work on our behalf. We give up. Read. Who against hope. Watch. Against hope. In other words, when things were hopeless. Read. Believed in hope. He didn't stop believing because he didn't see it. He continued to believe God regardless of what he saw with his natural eye. Read. That he might become the father of many nations. That he might become the father of many nations. Uh-huh. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Verse 19. And being not weak in faith. The Bible says in being not weak in faith. His faith wasn't weak. Read. He considered not his own body now dead. He did not take in consideration that I'm an old man now and I am impotent and I can't get it up. 
he didn't take that in consideration. In other words, he didn't focus on that. What he focused on is what God said. Read. When he was about a hundred years old. Notice, Abraham was a hundred years old and God made him a promise that he was going to have a child. Now you try to figure that out. And that's what our problem is. We always trying to figure out somehow something going to work. How something going to turn out. All you have to do is look back over your life and see how far God has brought you. If he did it then, he's going to do it now. Read. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Neither did he factor in that Sarah's womb was dead. Hundred-year-old man that was impotent. Ninety-year-old woman that was barren. And God said, I'm going to give you a child. <laughs> Read. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. Listen, the Bible says he staggered not at the promise through unbelief. What causes us to stagger? Our unbelief, our lack of faith. When you don't trust God, you're going to be back and forth. That's why so many people are double-minded and unstable. Can't make up their mind because you are wavering in your faith because you really don't believe what God has promised you. And God's going to let you stay in this situation until you stop wavering. And when you think about wavering, you think about somebody that's drunk. And when you're drunk, you're not in your right mind. Read. But was strong in faith. The Bible says that Abraham was strong in faith. And listen. And we're going to read a little later. Abraham didn't start off with strong faith. Abraham's faith developed over time. And faith is like a muscle. The more you exercise it, the stronger it becomes. So you, at some point after you become a Christian, you need to learn how to exercise your faith so that your faith can get strong. And, and, and I, I know what the problem is with a lot of us. As long as we don't have no problems, we think we got faith. I can stay right there. You think you got faith because you got money in the bank. You think you got faith because your spouse acting right. Your children acting right. You got food in the refrigerator. You really find out where your faith is when trouble come in your life. See, a lot of us ain't got no faith. Yeah, Pastor, go on and preach. You saying that because everything going your way. I want to see how you act. When trouble come in your life, that's the real you. That's the real you. As long as you're having problems, it's like we don't see you. You back and forth. You in and out. You up and down. That's the real you. The shouting and dancing and quoting scripture, that ain't you. The real you is when pressure comes. And I'm going to show you what happens to us when pressure comes in our life, we get in the flesh. I'm going to show you. 
Read. Giving glory to God. The Bible says that he was strong in faith. How do we know that Abraham was strong in faith? Because he was able to praise God in the midst of what he was going through. You don't have to pump people up when they got a real relationship with God. You don't have to always keep calling me 50 times, Pastor God going to do it. You ain't got to keep calling me telling me that. You don't. Some folks want you call him 50 times. He going to do it again, baby. When are you going to start believing he going to do it? Read. And being fully persuaded. He was fully persuaded. That means he was thoroughly convinced. Listen to this. He did not get persuaded overnight. It took some time for Abraham to get in his mind that when God make you a promise, he going to bring it to pass. You don't, just, you don't just get saved and develop all this overnight. This stuff happens over time. Uh, Mayweather said something last night that was so profound. He made a statement. He said, you know, in order to be successful, you have to make adjustments. I've been saying it all the time, spiritually. Amen. When something happened in my life, it's happening because I need to shift. That went over some of y'all head. You know why I went over some of your head? Because we have a problem with changing. There are some times where you need to cut off some people you've been hanging out with. And if you don't cut them off at the time you need to cut them off, you're going to get stuck. So we got to make some adjustments when trouble come in our life. If something keep happening and they keep happening and they're persistent and it seems like it just won't move, it's because you won't move. Remember when, when, when Moses went to Egypt and God gave him a word for Pharaoh? He said, Pharaoh, let my people go. You think Pharaoh was listening to him? So when God keeps speaking to you, and you keep ignoring him, the next, way he'll, the next way he'll start speaking to you is through your circumstances. So Pharaoh was forced to come subject to the scripture. So you know what happened? This was the last blow. He sent him plagues. His heart was so hard he still didn't budge. So God said, I'm going to kill your son. And when God killed this son, okay, watch this. He didn't even have to go through all that. Some of y'all going through some stuff you ain't even got to go through. You know why you going through it? Because you refuse to change. And this is what happened. God will speak to you for a season. You don't listen. Then he allows some circumstance to come. You don't listen. Then he'll let your butt check up out of here. Bible says when God keeps speaking to you and you keep hardening your heart, he said you shall be destroyed without remedy. That's what the scripture says. So when you see people checking out, it's because God been dealing with them for a long time and their head was so hard that God could not reach them. So the next straw is for me to move my hand off of you. God ain't finna keep on telling. I've seen people, man, I'm serious. Over the years, just going on, everything normal, everything fine, boom. Then I had to visit them in the hospital, and they neck broke. 
and they wonder what happened. I've seen that. I'm talking about church people. I know this one girl was in church for years, an evangelist, on fire. I mean, she witnessed to me. Had been saved 20 some years. Married a fool. Lost her house, lost her job, lost her car, and ended up sleeping in the basement with a fool. Y'all take it lightly coming here every week and hearing this word. You're playing around. You keep hearing the word, and you won't change, and your heart is becoming more harder. It's becoming hard. And I, it's, it's become hard right before my eyes. And I say, okay, judgment finna come up on them. They ain't listening to me. Something finna happen. And it never fell. Boom! Then, God, what happened? What do you mean what happened? I've been talking to you for 10 years. I've been talking to you for 20 years. I've been pleading with you for 30 years. But your heart's so hard, you can't even hear me. Read. That what he had promised. That what he, who was he? Who made the promise? Not Abraham. So you think God's going to play with you? God don't play games. If God tell you something, it's going to happen. Read. He was able also to perform it. Listen. What he promised, he was able also to perform it. So if God make you a promise, it's because he know what he's going to do to bring you out of it. I mean, just God just, well, we don't understand. God concerned about every small detail of your life. He really is. God's concerned about every aspect of you. This is this how it works, though. When you have small problems, God kind of fixed them right away. But when you have big problems, it takes time for God to work and to get stuff in place before he resolves those. So when you got big problems, you have to endure and you have to persevere. But little small problems, he just boom, boom, boom. But when you got some, a major issue, God has to work out some details before he fixes that situation. Want me to tell you why? One of the reasons why is so you won't get back in the situation again. And if God just let you slip through that, you ain't going to learn nothing. And I guarantee you're going to find yourself in a mess again two years from now. God is wise, man. And it's something that we should be learning from all these problems we got. Read. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. It was a credit to him, his faith was credited to him for righteousness. What makes us right with God is our faith in God. Read. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him. Verse 24. But for us also, to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. Now if God resurrected Christ from the dead, you don't think that God can fix your problem? Just imagine. Somebody in the grave for three days, they dead, and God's speaking to get out the grave. You don't think God got power to fix your situation? Oh Look, that's how you have to, if, if you believe in the resurrection, you don't believe that he can do other things? That's what God is saying. 
And how many know you can't be saved unless you believe in the resurrection? Read. Who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Let's go to our next scripture. Genesis chapter 15, verse 1 through 5. Say, God said it. God said it. I just have to believe it. To believe. And that says it. I'm almost done. We finna really get into something. <laughs> and I'm going to show you what happens when you don't believe God. I'm, I, I want to show you what happens when you try to help God out. A lot of us, it's just hard for us just to rest. It's just hard for us. Hi, I'm Dr. Anthony L. Trice. I'm the senior pastor of Covenant for Life Christian Center Church in St. Louis. I have some exciting news. I just finished my new book, Integrity, the Missing Ingredient. This is a life-changing book. This is a book about the story of Job. Job chapter 1 talks about how Job was upright. That means he was a man that can be trusted. He was a man of integrity. I discovered when God can trust you, he'll give you the world. And Job showed in Job chapter 1 how prosperous Job was because God was able to trust Job because Job was a man of integrity. So go to my website and order my new book, Integrity, the Missing Ingredient, at anthonytrice.org or you can go to lifeway.org. God bless you. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. If ever in St. Louis area, please come visit Covenant for Life Christian Center at 7200 West Forsyth, St. Louis, Missouri, 63136. Or give us a call at 314-659-8522. For more information on how to get connected, write to us or visit us online at anthonytrice.org. And we thank you for your continued support.